Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Unscrewed, the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I'm your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to Spare Parts, our quickie episode format where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. I want to kick off this episode with some listener feedback. Listener Amanda wrote in with some great advice for the listener from Blue Clit Blues who wanted to know what to do with the excess sexual energy she had that she couldn't burn off. Uh, Amanda wrote, I too struggle to stay focused and not always think about sex and sex related things. One suggestion that has worked for me is exercise. I find my sexual energy is often tied to my high levels of physical and mental energy. And if I can burn some of that off via exercise, which also serves to be a moving meditation for me, I can calm my body and mind and become more present and focused throughout the day. Well, that's true. Exercise is great, Uh, especially if you're not doing it for body shaming ways, but instead doing it like Amanda writes, you know, as a way to burn off energy and sort of focus the mind. I use it all the time when I'm stuck in terms of writing or other creative processes. I really find that doing something kinesthetic works Uh, and it can be great for burning off a little excess horniness. So thanks, Amanda. That is a great tip. And if you have advice you want to share with other listeners or you want to add something to any of the conversations you've heard here on Unscrewed, do what Amanda did. Write in unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. You can tweet at me at JacquelineF, J-A-C-L-Y-N-F on Twitter. You can just use the Unscrewed hashtag uh, and we're listening. You can also, if you want, record your voice on a voice recorder on your phone and just email me the file and then we could use your voice itself on the show. But speaking of good tips, my last guest, the sex educator and activist Ida Mandalay had a great and unexpected tip for sexual communication that started off with us talking about Harry Potter houses. The other thing I want to talk to you about is that I got sorted into Hufflepuff. I love Hufflepuffs. I'm not a Hufflepuff. I'm like way too much of a glory hog to be a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Wait, so there's this website where someone had way too much time on their hands called Sorting Hat Chats. And basically they devised a whole, you know, complex, long system that describes each of the houses in this like more nuanced way. Like the primary house is your inherent 
spirit or kind of the the reason you do things. And then your secondary house is more about the mechanics of how you do things. So Pottermore maybe captured my my Hufflepuff heart and but didn't capture the like ego first way I go about shit. Basically. It's funny because I feel like this is segueing into a conversation. I have actually sent that sorting hat chat website to partners and said, hello. This is my, you know, Harry Potter house designation. This explains a lot of my life. So please read this and you will understand me 20 times better. So, you know, one thing that I would invite people to do is to have those conversations before they're so fraught and immediately relevant and to just talk about it more casually. Like it can be even gamified like, oh, there's this quiz. Let's take it. Or I saw this thing on the Internet. Like, let me send it to you. When we have those discussions and they're super serious all the time, that can actually be detrimental because it makes us sometimes worried to have those again. Like, oh, every conversation is like a two hour process fast yeah although what i love about that is like i always in the beginning of a relationship insist on uh filling out mutual yes no maybe lists Mm -hmm. um which for the unfamiliar are lists about sort of what kind of sex acts you might be into and not into it's kind of like a yes no maybe list for emotions right like basically (laughs) love it By the way, in addition to Harry Potter house sorting results, Ida recommended the book The Five Love Languages, which, as we discussed, can be a little Christian and a little limiting. But if you don't take it literally and instead think about it as a framework for discussing how you communicate and how you like to be communicated with and how your partner or partners do as an opening of a conversation, Ida really recommended that. And I I second that recommendation. All right, last but certainly not least, I got an email from a listener asking for some dating app advice. And I called a woman I know who thinks a lot about dating and dating apps. Well, Gatwe Wanjuki is a feminist writer and activist, and she writes a fantastic series on her own exploits in dating on the establishment. Well, Gatwe, thanks for coming on to help out a listener. Thanks for having me on. Tell, remind me the name of your series on the establishment so people can find it. Yeah, it is hashtag it's totally me. And for folks who haven't seen it, you really should check it out. It's like real talk about what it's like to be out there. So... Let's help out a listener, shall we? Yes. The listener writes, For a Good Time, which was the episode that Esper Bergman and I did on the politics of casual sex, was such a great piece and hit the nail on the head. I was interested to hear about the positive experience you and Esper Bergman have had on Craigslist. Today, I find a lot of people are on applications like Tinder or Bumble, where I think the experience of interacting with others online is a bit different. Most people expect at least one photo, which is fine, but for me, here's the conundrum. I have the short-term goal of seeking a casual partner that I can tolerate and obviously share a respectful mutual relationship with, and the longer-term goal is to eventually someday find a partner. While I would like to make this explicitly clear on my profile and say something like, feminists seeking casual sex with like-minded sex-positive people, unfortunately, simply having a profile means you're going to have unwanted messages, let alone putting out there you want casual sex, which will result in you getting the wrong kind of people responding to your profile. Not to mention, if you're in a smaller town, it may not be something you want to highlight in the event someone you don't want knowing this comes across your profile. All this to say, I guess I'm wondering how someone navigates this new way of meeting people without exposing yourself too quickly, but also not wasting anyone's time, including your own. Oh, listener, let's call you A. 
I asked what got way on here because, uh, as you know, probably from listening to For a Good Time, I met my partner before the advent of app-based dating. Go me. (laughs) We did meet on OkCupid. It's not like, ooh, don't meet on the internet. But it was true then that there was a lot more sort of conversation. You had like somebody's whole profile and, you know, the match percentage based on the questions you answered. You just had like a lot more information before you started contacting someone and it felt like a lot more control. I know that there are some advantages to apps like Tinder, et cetera. But for me, I feel like that was really like the way it worked for me. Wagatwe, what has your experiences been like on sort of in the app-based dating era? Yeah, so I would definitely say the whole app thing versus OkCupid, it is a whole different world. So I can understand A's trepidation in terms of privacy, even though I've never had to deal with dating in a small town per se. However, as listeners might have noticed, my first name isn't exactly like the most common name. So I still have had that loss of anonymity, even though like Tinder only shows your first name. But if they Googled my first name, they would find out like basically my life story. So there's a few things I can think of. Uh, I would say that A in general might need to change her frame of thought. You know, she says she doesn't waste anyone's time. It doesn't waste time um, talking to the wrong people. I think, unfortunately, this is just how dating is online, on OkCupid, in real life, right? Like, you're just going to have to talk to some people and things might not work out. Well, and I would add to that, like, yeah, that was not different when I was doing it either. Like, there were a lot of dead ends. There were also just, like, a lot of gross messages. You know, she mentioned listening to Bear and I talk about Craigslist, and, and I think... We were emphasizing the positive in that episode because we were trying to destigmatize casual sex, but I encountered a lot of creepazoids. And so I think that getting some support for how gross it is to have to deal with all the creepy assholes in the dating world is definitely something I advise you to do. I mean, I think that there's two different things here. There's like, oh, I'm talking to someone and it doesn't work out. And there's, oh, I'm getting like basically sexually harassed. But I would definitely say that the apps in terms of, at least in my experience, I should say, on OkCupid, any Tom, Dick, Harriet can send you a message. And I felt like I got actually more harassing, gross, unsolicited messages on uh, websites versus apps. Because remember, you have to have mutual interest for you to talk to someone on Tinder or Bumble or Siren. Siren actually, the website is siren.mobi. So Siren, you actually uh, choose who you show your photo to. But Siren isn't available everywhere yet, is that right? The last time I checked, which was, I would admit a few months ago, it wasn't available everywhere. But you can sign up and just sort of get a feel for the app. And I would also say, establish your red flags. Like if a guy call a woman females, right? Or, or no drama. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So things like that. You create your own red flags. And I think that also will help with not feeling like you're wasting as much time because you're curating this sort of thing. Well, and I would also say, like, one of my screening processes was I wanted to have a significant amount of email exchange before I agreed to meet in person. And there were a lot of people who didn't want to do that. And that's okay. Maybe they are not the right person for me to date. It's okay to stick to your guns and accept that that's going to narrow your pool. And and that's good, right? Because it means you're not wasting your time. It does mean you sometimes feel like, oh, there's nobody. And that's a hard feeling. And I know that's one of the things that you talk about 
in your series on the establishment, which is why I love it so much. But that if people are like, it's too much effort to have a little conversation with me before I decide to meet you in my in person, like I'm fucking busy, right? Like right. it's yeah. it's one thing to write like a couple of email exchanges back and forth, and it's another thing for me to like get put together, right? <laughs> like dressed up for a date, like go to wherever the thing is. You're gonna spend, unless it's truly a disaster, a minimum of a half an hour having a drink with someone and then go home. Like that's hours out of my day. Uh, and if you think I'm gonna do that based on a picture and a slogan, like we are not a match. Even for casual sex, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good point. It's just sort of, you have to find someone who's on the same page as you. and. No matter what, just in the nature of dating, right? There's billions of people in the world. You're probably only going to get along with how many thousands, right? You're always going to have to eliminate a lot of people. I have a question about this part of the question where she says, like, I want to put this little tag of information up, but I can't do that on Tinder. Because I mean, I've been on Tinder. I haven't used Tinder for dating, but I want to understand how these apps work. And it looks like you can put up writing. Is it just that nobody looks at it? Very few people look at it. I would say, at least in my experience with like a lot of hetero dudes, but I think for A, that could be a really good screening tool. So for me, I didn't swipe right on anyone who didn't take the time to write a profile at all. Like if you're this lazy now, how lazy are you going to be in bed? No, thank you. Is OkCupid like a non-starter for millennials? Like, could she not just be on OkCupid? I think she could. I mean, I think she could too. I mean, I, I don't think you have to be on Tinder just because that's the most popular one right now. You, again, you'll have a smaller pool, but it'll be a pool that'll be more like the people you want to meet. At least not everyone on there is like basing everything on photos. So if you had a blurry photo or, you know, something mysterious looking, they might still reach your profile. And that sounds more like what you're wanting. I, I mean, it sounds like Siren is honestly perfect for you, A. It's just a question of whether it's in your area yet. I think the last thing that I want to say to A is dating sucks, right? <laughs> like, and uh, and even dating, like looking for like valid casual sex partners who you actually are willing to have sex with while you're waiting for somebody you want to be serious with. Like, even that is hard, right? Like, there are a lot of frogs out there, man. There are just a lot of frogs on every level. Like, the best advice I can give you is to find your people, whether that's local friends or a community on the internet, so that you can support each other and get through it together. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And who knows, maybe she can find somebody through this community or learn some more tips and tricks of like the best way to use technology to her needs. That's a great idea. If folks listening to this have ideas for A, just use the unscrewed hashtag on Twitter and let us know what's been working for you. We'd love to hear about it. I hope that helps, A. Good luck out there. And thanks again to Agatwe for coming on and helping out with that advice question. Don't forget to write in with your sex and sexuality advice questions that can be answered by myself and a future guest. Also, send in ideas for future shows, topics, uh, ideas for future guests. I love, love hearing from listeners. Just tell me what you think of the show. The email is unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com or use the unscrewed hashtag on Twitter or reach me on Twitter or Facebook at JacquelineF, J-C-L-Y-N-F as in Friedman and keep the conversation going. Uh, that's all we have time for for this Spare Parts quickie sewed. Thanks for listening. Unscrewed is produced in collaboration with 
Katie Tandy, the amazing creative director at The Establishment and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. The cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and the in and out music that you are enjoying right now is by The Pink Tiles. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.